Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! Now I have a story that I'd like to tell About this guy you all know me and me scared as hell He comes to me at night after I call him to bed He's burnt up like a weenie and his name is Fred He wears the same hat and sweater every single day And even if it's hot outside, he wears it anyway He's gone when I'm awake, but he shows up when I'm asleep I can't believe that there's a nightmare on my street here we go. This is our second try. This is episode 37. Hopefully it, it works. So you were saying uh, before you took some time to explore the city. And uh, how's that going? Yeah, a little, little bit of time to explore the city. It's, uh, it's muggy. It's like really hot. Refresh our audience. Which, uh, which city are you in again? We're in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, getting ready to shoot a movie, although it's been some struggles since this hurricane's basically thrown a week up our schedule can't get anything done so it's gonna be a stressful week but uh yeah so i tried to find the fight i was saying i was trying to find the fight and ended up using um periscope to watch it and i appreciate the people on periscope that stream it for people but i'm glad uh um yeah but you don't. You it's, don't not, it's not my favorite way to watch it. No, and you don't understand why someone is sitting there holding their phone. I guess maybe yeah, it doesn't make to get sense. the thousands of people to watch. I guess they get a lot of hits. They get a lot of new viewers. Uh, I've been, like I was saying, I've been using that model for a while, uh, and I don't like to announce it because I want people to keep doing it. And you know, they they're trying to make it harder, but. Uh, yeah, Periscope is trying to crack down, but I mean, I don't know how you crack down on it. Um, just so many people that uh, stream from their phones. But yeah. anyway, we'll I talk actually about the uh, fight a little later. Okay, it's one of our topics. Well, we—I mean, um, do you have notes? We could—we could start with that. I don't—I don't really—I don't have any notes. Yeah, just a note. I got a couple notes. Oh, okay. So. Uh, Jared Clayton, one of our podcast regulars. It was his birthday this week, 40 years old. So I figured we'd give him a shout out. Um, that's my first note. Do you think he uh, likes so that you announced how old he was? Yeah, why not? Okay. We're all getting old. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say he's a... Uh, 21 anymore. Yeah, you didn't have to say exactly what the number was. Well, I'm sure we'll hear about it on our uh, podcast uh, Gmail. Um, yeah, we'll wait for that. <laughs> my other uh, note is uh, the challenge. Oh. Did you watch this last now, week? Yeah, now you're talking my language. What's going on there? Well, <clears throat> there's some controversy this week. Um, wanted to get your thoughts on it and then give you an update because I've been reading about this now. So uh, Camilla had uh, got wasted and uh, she became uh, a mess basically and started saying racial, I don't even know if it was racial but she was just like screaming at one of the other competitors and was like, you're a black piece of shit 
and all this stuff, and he's just like, what is, you could say I'm a piece of shit, but why even bring in the black? Like, it made no sense. So, uh, she just supposedly that went on, like what we saw on TV, it was like, not all of it. And she started saying stuff to the other uh, African-American guys on there. And uh, You're so PC, then, look at you. Your reporting is very politically correct. I'm very fine. No, I'm not making so, fun of you. I'm just saying it. I'm just saying it is. So then uh, they get to the vote, and uh, Leroy basically stops um, the whole thing and says, "I want her to to like say something because she never came out and said anything." And then she started like finally having to speak up about her actions. You're talking about the next day. Yeah. Great storytelling. Keep going. Well, I thought you would help me out because you said you're you've seen it. I have seen it. So the next day, she hadn't said anything. They basically sent her off to a hotel. Just told her she couldn't stay in the house because there was too much uh, animosity uh, going on, and uh, everyone was wasted, and they wanted everyone to cool down. So the next day, she had a chance to. I guess, say something and never did. And so at the uh, elimination, our buddy Leroy, who comes off looking really good in this episode. Yeah, he does. Uh, now, he's the one that she called uh, yeah. a black piece of shit. Yeah. He was the one that she, she basically, like, threatened. And um, he basically stopped everything and basically made her basically say, you know, sorry and like speak her mind on like what her thoughts are from the last night. So what were your thoughts on that episode? And then I'll tell you the update on everything. You want my thoughts first? Well, I mean, it's, she does this every year. I think it's kind of her thing. And I think this year she just went too far finally. And like, you know, every year she does this. And even at like the reunion last year, she acted like this and she gets away with it. Uh, because it gets her more camera time and it gets her on this more. And this time she just went a step too far. And uh, and that's my thoughts. I don't know. Well, apparently... Wait, do you have, do you have, to... wait, before you get into this, did you have different thoughts when you saw it? No, she does this stuff all the time. Right, okay. She's a, she's a train wreck. So, um, not... Not from this episode or this season. She, I think, is being banned from the challenge. So on this new show that's coming out called Chance vs. Stars, which uh, they haven't released the uh, people that are going to be in it, uh, but it's a reality show, Stars versus the challenge people. Um, she got wasted again. And supposedly like punched a um, a production assistant in the face she stole a golf cart and like when she was just wouldn't give it back she was driving around crazy then she like locked herself in a bathroom and threatened to kill herself oh god and basically she got basically left she left in handcuffs basically that night and now the insurance company that does all the uh, MTV stuff is basically saying that they're not going to insure her for any other episodes. Okay. Well, I want to go back to the 
I mean, I'm, that that stinks that we know that already, but um, I want to go back to that episode. You know, the thing that the, about that episode is she also like made out with Tony, who's like got two kids, and and they just they just. <laughs> Yeah, Tony's a whole mess. Uh, we'll do a challenge uh, update sometime soon. But, but, like, they just totally abandoned that storyline. Like, that was pretty messed up. And it was the cliffhanger from last week. It was like, uh-oh, she's making out with Tony. And then they just abandoned it because she went on to yell at everybody else. I just, I, I thought... Tony has been giving extra chances and wants to make money for his two babies that were born at the same time from two and, different mothers. Yeah, and now he's going to, yeah. The guy is turning his life around. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's, uh, there you go, folks. There's eight minutes you'll never get back. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll do a challenge recap. Uh, uh, we'll, all right, so staying with the reality since, I mean, we're just start getting into our subjects. Uh, I mean, unless you've got more notes. Okay. So Claire Foy, who did not win tonight for the crown, uh, I just read that she's going to be the girl with the dragon tattoo in the new movie. Okay. Thought that was pretty cool. Because she's a pretty good actress. Wait, so are they doing the second one? Um, No, they're doing the new book. Oh. Why wouldn't they, like, I thought the girl, the, the American version of the girl, the dragon tattoo is pretty good. Why wouldn't they keep going with that? I don't think people like that movie. Huh. All right. So I don't think they, uh... People are the worst. Yeah, people are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> they are the worst. You know, um, you know, you know, who's actually, I'll, I'll transition here into our stories. Who's actually the worst? Boxing judges. What? My voice on this podcast <laughs> from a speakerphone. Okay. Listening to that back, oof, that was a tough one. We gotta figure out that. Hopefully, it doesn't deter people from listening. <laughs> well, do you? Do, is there a way I could change your voice on the phone? Do you think? <laughs> I don't think so. I think we gotta figure out how to have two speakers and uh, talk via like. Skype or something and record it somehow. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But anyway, I think you're. Just, uh, I think you're. I think your vanity is getting the best of you. Okay. I'm not the only person that brought this up. That's what we're saying. <laughs> well, then you, you should probably start talking to different people then. <laughs> I wouldn't want to talk to people who are like, hey man, you sound really bad. <laughs> Boxing judges are the worst. Uh, so obviously, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna transition to this Triple G, and uh, of course we're all rooting for anyone named Triple G because that's that's our version of you, buddy. Yeah, exactly. And Canelo, and that I don't know, like you know, I can I don't have a problem with the fight being a draw. I really don't. Um, I thought it was pretty close. I thought the announcers were pretty pro Triple G. You know, like. 
they kept they they really I thought Letterman's scorecard was a little off. He gave he gave uh, Triple G like eight eight rounds to four, I think. I had it around eight rounds to four. Okay. Um, I, I and I I hate Letterman, so oh I like I Letterman. Never, I, I never <laughs> agree with his scorecards. Um, this but is Howard Letterman, not Dave Letterman. So let's you know this is with a yeah. D, not a T. Um, but how do you how do you score that one eighteen to one ten? Um, for Canelo, it was probably one of the worst scorecards I think we've ever seen. Yeah, and uh, I think that woman who. I mean, I, I sent you the video about Teddy Atlas, like, just going yeah, nuts after the fight. That was great. You should, you should line that clip it was, up. It was amazing. I mean, I really thought he was going to have a heart attack on the set of SportsCenter, and I was really nervous. <laughs> um, but he was talking about how the promoters, like, pick the judges. Okay. I didn't know that. Like, there's no boxing commission that regulates who the judges are. They Like, they don't. And then, basically, the promoters, the night before, like, take everyone out to dinner. All the, you know, buffers and the, all the people that are working and, and the judges. And they're all just, like, hanging out the night before the fight. And it's, like, just so corrupt, like, the whole thing. Okay. Um... That's what he was getting at. I don't know if that's exactly what happened, but it's, uh, I mean, as long as it stays like that, I mean, how can you regulate, keep it from being fair? I don't know. It's true. It's true. I mean, how many times can they, can we go down this road? Like, it just happened with Pacquiao. Yeah. But that was like a robbery. I don't think this was a robbery necessarily. I do think Triple G won. Um, but I didn't think he decisively won. Like, you know those last couple. I always I like I like when when it, like the last rounds count more. You know what I mean. Even though I was rooting for Triple G, we had money on Triple G. I I like I like judges who who I mean, not that they do this, but like I like when the last couple rounds count more than the first couple rounds. Like that's one thing I don't like about boxing. Like scoring is that each round is an individual thing because. If at the end, if, if like, you know, Canelo really came out and fought those last three rounds. And I got to tell you, I thought it was awesome that Triple G, who appeared to be in the lead, didn't just back down and, like, hold him. You know, like, he actually came out and was firing in those last couple rounds, too. I thought that was awesome. Um, it was a, I mean, it was a really good fight, but I don't know. 118 to 110 for Canelo is just absurd. There was but a there rematch. Was gonna be anyway. a rematch anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like regardless of who won or what the outcome was. Yeah, it was a shame though. I mean, again, you I gotta thought... have a winner. You cannot have this draw bullshit. I don't know. I felt like uh, or, uh, Triple G was cut out, cut off the ring. Kept putting Canelo on the ropes. Yeah, I really, and, I really liked. I mean, his, he just yeah. pushed everything. I really liked his. I liked his. I liked his plan. I liked how he kept bringing him into the ropes, um, and he never really, you know, he, he'd bring him the ropes almost every every round, and like, Canelo would get out of it, you know, wasn't, but it wasn't. He wasn't really laying into him, and then I think it was around like the seventh or eighth, he got him into the ropes, and that's when he started really going to town on him. 
Um, yeah, Canelo did a really good job of not allowing Triple G to throw his like signature like bombs. Right. Um, which I think like if he had done that, then uh, it wouldn't have gotten the distance. Yeah, but you know the other thing. Which, oh, go ahead, keep going. Sorry. Which I think is when this new. I guess they're doing Cinco de Mayo, like, next May. Oh, really? Um, when this new fight happens, it's going to not go the distance. I mean, these guys are just going to, like, not let it go to the scorecards. So. I also think one of the problems is, you know, Canelo missed a lot, um, and his misses look good. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's got, like, a great power form look on his misses, and every time he misses, everyone's like, oh, like, if that hit. Yeah. But it looks that good because it didn't hit, you know. Um, yeah, and also like the boxer, if he's quick with his head, you know, like moves his head with the punch, so he doesn't get a full blow, and it looks like he's taking like a huge hit if you're not up close. Right. But but really, he's just like deflecting the punch with his face, and, like not allowing it to get a full punch. Um, I mean, that's what that's what my, Mayweather, you know, like he was great at. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I just I, I don't know what to say other than the fact that it was a terrible decision. I thought that uh, I do have a problem with it being a draw. Okay. Because it wasn't a draw. That woman who had one eighteen to one ten should never work again. I agree with that. And I'm and I'm sure she's gonna be hearing it a lot. Uh, she's probably gonna get some threats and stuff, which I don't condone. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure there's gonna be some if social media backlash. I want to make a disclaimer: if you're a podcast listener that ever listens to anything we have to say and then decide to act on it, um, her go, name is Adelaide. Go to your, go to your local uh, mental institution and check yourself in. Adelaide Bird. Um, well. Uh, I am not as outraged by it as you. I do think Triple G won that fight, but I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with the draw. I really like. I mean, I do. I do, and I don't. Like, I. I don't. I don't think it's as big of a. I, I can. I can see how how you'd come out as a draw. I don't see how you can come out with Canelo as a winner, though. No. Okay. Um. It's true. Um, Stand on sports real quick. What did you think of the NFL today? Any any notes? How about my eight teamer, which should have been a nine teamer, that I split into two four teamers? I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, I think we won all our bets. We did win all our bets. It was very nice. We didn't win our Sunday bets or our Saturday bets. And none of the teams I cared about won. Yeah, say that's, some people. Uh, that's what I care about right now. All right. Are you going to get to see uh, the game, or are you going out to dinner? We are doing some dinner meeting thing, <laughs> which uh, I'm not very happy about. <laughs> and I'm, I'm hoping 
dinner. I'm gonna be like making sure the waiter's on top of things. <laughs> and we're going. I'm told. I told uh, the person here that we're going to a place with a TV so I can look over someone's shoulder. All right. If the game's on. But I think we'll be able to see. Like after the first quarter, I think we'll be clear. But, uh, well, listen, I had a lot of trouble watching because I don't have the package, and uh, I try to watch it through the cable system I have, and I wound up having to watch most of my football today on my phone, which is not my favorite way to watch football. Um, I thought the Raiders fucking kicked the shit out of the Jets. Yeah, they did. Um, pretty much if you're going to bet, bet against the Jets every week. Yeah, also, if you're going to bet, week two is the best week to bet because everybody overreacts to everything. Yeah. I'll never win. I'll never pick eight teams to do anything ever again in my life. So <laughs> I, I just know, you know, this is the time. And and it would, to put a whole $10 on that felt really great. Um, that's, and then I saw, I saw a stat today sorry, that there were more people at the USC-Texas game on Saturday than there were at the Chargers and Rams game combined today. Wow. And I thought, you know, I thought the Rams were getting a lot of buzz around here. I saw a lot more people in my neighborhood getting dressed up to go to the games. Like, Howie Long was on, and I just happened to turn it on because I never watched the stuff. Um, I was at a bar, and uh, so they had, like, the ticker on, and he said, uh, Howie Long was like, the Rams are a playoff team. And I was like, all right, dude, slow up. I don't they I mean, played the Colts. Yeah. Well, the Colts the Colts played the Cardinals pretty tough. How bad is Carson Palmer? Can we just make that a running segment? That's why both those teams are terrible. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The Rams, they, you know, they didn't look bad. I mean, they stayed in that game. They hung tough. I, 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 I got a soft spot for them. I'd like to see some buzz around it, obviously. Uh, yeah. Well, hopefully they can become a better team so when they have this new stadium, uh, people will go to the games. All right. Let's uh, – all right, moving forward, I'm going to go uh, – going back to the whole um, reality show thing that we were talking about earlier. Uh, MasterChef, are you all caught up? I'm caught up. Okay. So we're at I the know, – I know it was in the finals. All right. So has it always been three people in the finals? I think they did it last year, um, but no, it's normally two. Uh, my two favorite people are in the finals. I just want to say the two people I've been rooting for since week one, so I'm like very excited about it. My my number one guy. Do you have a? Who's your number one guy? I'm a big Dino guy. You like Dino? Okay. I like Dino. I like Dino, baby. Me too. Okay, this is what and I wanted to talk about. I, are, when are you, they were, when they basically did the whole thing where they didn't tell her right after they ate her food, like what they thought, I was like, oh yeah, they're rigging this whole thing, so she's in. Uh, Me too. I said the same exact thing. I'm like, they're not going to say it out loud because they're trying to figure out a way to get Kate through. Because, let's face it, she's been like the strongest competitor the whole show. And yeah. she's like pretty and blonde. She's like everything they're going to want. I was like, they're definitely doing and that. she like was on it last year and didn't make it. So she's like a returning person. 
Um, that's good. I thought the same thing. I knew you knew Ebony was getting through too. Yeah, she's not winning. Cause she's like going to be between Jason or uh, Dino. Dino. I love Jason. That guy's the nicest guy ever. <laughs> he makes me like when he's on. I, I it makes me so happy. He's so he's so happy and so gay. He loves like everything that he does. Like that everyone does. He's like full of emotion. Good God bless that guy. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Jason will end up winning. I do too. But uh, I'd like to see Dino win. He really that guy. His life will. Change. I feel like he needs it the most for some reason. Can Can you explain Jeff to me? Really? How does that guy stay in? Everybody hates him. He's he never he's always in the bottom. That's true. But I think like especially in that last episode, if he would have even though his food was bad, if he would just admit that, hey, I only had twenty minutes yeah. to make this thing. No, you're right. Like so I had twenty minutes, the other girl had like forty, and she made a horrible dish. And my dish was like I had to throw this thing together. Like I should get a break at least. But this guy, this guy is mouthed off the Gordon Ramsay like six times in this season. Yeah, yeah. You knew, like once he like kept standing by his dish, was saying like he meant for the salmon to be rare. That uh, Gordon Ramsay was just like, all right, this guy's a mess. But I was having this argument with a with a friend of mine. He's like, "Why does Jeff keep making it through? He's kind of new to the show." And I was like, "I don't know. I think they just like having like a villain, you know, to keep the story interesting." And he's like, "Do you really think Jeff brings in ratings?" I'm like, "No." But well, the show's gonna have ratings regardless. Right. It's not like people are tuning in for Jeff. That's what he was saying, right? Uh, or any of those guys. We're tuning in to see Gordon Ramsay like yell at people. Yeah, I'm kind of psyched that they're bringing, they're bringing, uh, what's his name back for the finals. I didn't even see the upcoming Uh, Who? One of the original three, not, not, um. Graham? Not Graham, the other one. Oh, the guy with the. The bald guy who really used to yell at everybody. The red shoes? Yeah, he used to, yeah, he hated everybody. I'm so excited for him to be back. Um, alright, so should we talk about television? Uh, Oh. No, I'm trying. It hasn't killed it for me the way I thought you, uh, you'd kill it for me. No. Yeah, I don't like it. Okay. Um, moving on from t- reality television to television excellence, did you watch the entire Emmys? Not the entire, but uh, most. Did you watch the opening? Uh, I'm just going to try to run through it. No, because that was out, unfortunately. Uh, okay. Uh, well, um, Stephen it, it's it was a pretty... I'm just going to say it was a pretty boring show for an award show. Yeah. Uh, anything that they tried kind of missed. It wasn't terrible. Um, the opening was... I, go ahead. In all, in all, to be clear, I never watched the Emmys. This is like the first time I've ever watched it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I, just, I don't know. It just doesn't... But 
But you watch you watch the Grammys and you watch the Oscars. Yeah. This one you just don't like. Well, the problem, but you probably watch more television than I know. I know. It makes no sense. But the uh, Emmys, I feel like we're giving awards to some to shows that happened two years ago. That's true. That's true. That is always a big pain of it. Like we're already like Stranger Things is up for awards, and it's like already been out for like a year and a half, two years, and I don't know what the hell's going on. It's a good point. Um, well, let me go through it with you real quick, and I'm not gonna. I don't have a long um, dictation on this. So, uh, the Stephen Colbert opening was not was not good. He was singing. He can't really sing. Um, he wasn't singing live, but um, just kind of a weak opening. They did want to bring in out Sean Spicer, though. I heard about this. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of of the mind. I was listening to someone say. We shouldn't let people who who worked for Trump um, come out and make guest show um, appearances because you're like saying like it's okay that you helped like ruin this country or whatever. So there's a big movement about that. Um, well, I don't think Sean Spicer has any. <laughs> he was just relaying messages. I know, but he took a job doing yeah. it like where you have to face America and say some. So, some stuff you probably it's, anyway whatever I don't care it was funny it, it worked it helped with the opening um, so then I'm just gonna run through the like winners cause that's all I really have uh, John Lithgow won for the crown I thought the crown was gonna win everything but again and, uh, it's, like you, it's like you said it, it happened like a year ago that's true so like people the don't care as much anymore comes out uh, December Season two is in December, so it's like they didn't even know if they were going to get picked up. So it's like that time, and they had to get everybody back together. Like it's been a while since that show's been uh, been done. Okay. But uh, looks like obviously the Sandman's Tale is the uh, well. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, Kate okay. McKinnon wins for Silent Live. Um, Silent Live had a good night. They had a big night. Laura Dern wins for Big Little Lies. Also had a big night. Did you watch Big Little Lies yet? I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Uh, I'm going to. I'm my going next to. note is, who is this announcer? The answer is a guy named Jermaine Fowler. And he... Oh, that guy. That was so bad. Like, who, who okayed that? It was really bad. Um, like, none of those jokes were funny. No. It was awful. Um, l- listen, the Emmys bent over backwards to be very, very, um, PC and, or not PC, but very, um, integrated, like, with every, like, they were celebrating, uh, diversity big time. Yeah, but guess what? This didn't have a combined male and female. That's true. <laughs> uh, all right. Next big winner was, oh, so then Chappelle and, and Melissa McCarthy come out together. It was kind of funny. Uh, you didn't really. You don't need to like Google it or anything, but like, uh, it's just that's two very funny people, and it deserves to be said. Um, they gave best director of uh, for comedy, which went to Donald Glover, who also had a big night. Yeah, he did. And then Silent Live wins best variety show. Did you know that Tracy Ullman still has a show? No, I did not know that. I did not know that either. Maybe it happened two years ago, and now it's just getting up for Emmys. I don't know, but. Um, I'm glad the uh, San Junipero won two awards. Yeah, we'll get there. Again, we're on the timeline. Jumping around. 
You're right. Okay. Uh, Westworld skit wasn't good. Then Handmaid's Tale starts winning. Alec Baldwin wins for Saturday Night Live, Best Supporting Comedy Actor. Saturday Night Live won every, every award that it was nominated but for. But don't you think that they're just beating Trump right now? Like, everything that won was, like, something to, like, fuck with Trump? Who else was, uh... Here, I'm trying to look this up. Who else was, uh... On the docket with, uh... Alec Baldwin? You look it up. I will tell you about his speech... Uh, earlier they brought up how Trump had said that he should have won an Emmy and how he's never won one for uh, The Apprentice. And in the debate, he goes, should have won. Should have won. And so Baldwin said, I guess now Trump's finally won his Emmy and everyone laughed. There was a lot of, I think there was a lot of goading going on there. All right, so here's, here's who we beat out. Louis Anderson for Baskets, which, why is Baskets nominated? I don't people like it. No. No one likes baskets. People like it. Ty Burrell, Modern Family. Please, someone chime in if they like baskets. <laughs> um, well, how about, let's just go Titus ahead. Titus Burgess for Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Well, let's, Tony Hale, who should always win. Yeah, he's the best. Well, can we just I'm talk about, is it, it's, time to re, it's time to retire Modern Family? We've talked about this for four for four years now. When's, is that the last time you watched it? Probably four years ago? Yeah. Yeah, me too. All right. Uh, so who if you would give it to Tony Hale? I guess I would too. Yeah, Tony Hale should never not win that award. <laughs> <laughs> Until that show's over. Um, That's right. hilarious. So best director for miniseries goes to Big Little Lies guy. Um, then they do like a nine to five reunion. And I'm just wondering, why? Was it an anniversary? <laughs> but but it's a movie. Oh yeah, you're right. Anyway, I mean, it was good. They made lots of like jokes and you know whatever. And but I don't know. They gave the award to best supporting actor to Alexander Skarsgård for uh, Big Little Lies. Um. And then there's a dumb Emmy interview thing that didn't work with RuPaul. Then Last Week Tonight wins. Um, Which, that was a pretty funny uh, well, thing. That, he, he uh, won, they won two of them, so I don't know if you saw both. Yeah, that okay. was pretty funny that uh, Jimmy Kimmel was like, dude, he's on once a week. Yeah, that was good. Um, and Dowd wins for The Handmaid's Tale. Did you see that? Because her speech is awesome. It wasn't awesome that it wasn't awesome in the sense that it was like very poignant. It was just she's like an actress that's been around for a long time and probably never thought she'd ever get something like this. And so like the actual shock of what it's like to win instead of that fake shock that most actors give, like oh my god, oh I can't believe I'm standing up, like you know? Yeah, like Reese Witherspoon. Like you know you're gonna be standing. You've known you're gonna be standing there for like twenty years. She's like freaking out. Like I can't even talk right now. I hear the call. And this woman's, like, in her, like, I don't know, late 50s, early 60s, and she's been, like, a character actor and probably, like, an acting teacher on the side because she probably never made... And now she wins. And um, so you could tell. You could tell it just got the best of her, and it was awesome. Um, have you seen The Handmaid's Tale? I have not. I think I'm going to watch it now, though. I mean, the director of it. Pretty attractive lady. Yeah. I well, I mean, she... I think I'm going to uh, go watch it. Does she, you know, she's not in it when she directs it. 
Yeah. Um, I, I like I like kind of <laughs> looked her up. She's uh, been a DP for a long time. She's done. Uh, she did like. Um, Up. Oh, well, I'll tell you that her rate just went up, which is a shame. Oh, yeah, her, her rate definitely just went up. Well, well, she's directing like a couple movies that are coming up. Well, while you do that, I'll keep going through the show, and then you come back to me, because The Handmaid's Tale will come up a couple times. Because after that, they use that opportunity to pimp young Sheldon. Which oh, no. They brought out old Sheldon and young Sheldon. Like, who... What's going on over at CBS? Like, what's going on with network television? Congratulations to her. What's her name? Give her a shout. Reed, Reed Morano. All right. Uh, I didn't notice her ring finger. Did notice her thank her kids. So she's in your kind of dating pool. All right, sweet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so after the pimping of Young Sheldon, then um, Masters Nun wins for Best Writing. And it was Aziz and the 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 girl who plays the uh, lesbian friend who is the writer. Yeah, she's a writer on the show. Yeah. Uh, and she got a standing ovation. I guess she's the first uh, African American woman to win a writing award at the Emmys. So. Wow. Okay. It was kind of cool. Um, then the Voice won Best Reality. Then that then then okay now the the director of Hands Made Tale. So now we're caught up. Then Black Mirror, your episode of Black Mirror wins, the one that you've been talking about for so long. Yep, it won two awards. Best movie, TV movie, and best director, or best writer. Um, so you, you're say, you've been saying for multiple times, everyone needs to check that out, that episode. Yeah, everyone needs to watch it. Have you watched it? No, I have not watched it yet. It's on my list. It's on my list. Oh, it just adds. Now I got a podcast list. It's like even worse. Um, all right, the next thing to do is the in memoriam. Did you see that? I did see that. I saw that they did the stunt guy who just died on the uh, yep. set of um, Walking Dead, which I thought was cool. Uh, but there are a lot of like old school people on that list. Yeah. That I didn't. You don't realize like the last two was Don Rickles and. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, she got the hammer. Big. Mary Tyler Moore brought brought down the hammer. Two big, uh, yeah, two big ones. But okay, can we just talk about how bad the production was on that in memoriam? Like, it was pretty bad. why out? Why the out of focus to the last second framed pictures? Like, you're like who? Yeah, it was hard. To, it was hard to like. Just show big pictures of the on. fucking people. Was definitely trying to figure out what was going on. But just show big pictures of the people. Yeah, exactly. There's no need to show like little, like pictures on like a desktop. Like you know, 
If you want to save time, split screen it. That's what they do. Uh, it was just, that was a mess. Um, director of Saturday Night Live, last week tonight. Donald Glover won actor again. Yep. I know your thoughts on that. Uh, well, how long is going to that show premiere? <laughs> this is another one. Yeah. This is another one that, like, hasn't been on the air for a year and a half. Then Julia Louise Dreyfus wins. Veep wins. Well, what about Riz, Riz Ahmed? And then, again, we're going to go in an order here. Then Riz Ahmed wins for Night Of. Which was awesome. Yeah, that was good. Did you think that he should have won? or I kind of thought Totoro was the better of the two. I thought Totoro was better, but, okay. but it's kind of like this thing where he's the kind of the lead, I guess. Yeah. So if you're going to give it to one of them, you have to give it to him. But, uh, yeah. Robert De Niro, I mean, he knows he's not going to win, right? I don't, I don't know. I don't know, he's Robert you De Niro. he's going to win for Wizard of Lies? I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's Margo, Robert De Niro. Margo didn't win anything. No, I, uh, I don't know. I don't, I didn't love this season of Fargo. I'm still not even done with it, so I shouldn't say that yet. But the reason it's taking me so long is I'm not as into it. Well, someone big just died where I'm at, so I'll tell you after, off the air. Uh, then Nicole Kidman wins. Is she, like, the biggest, I mean, outside of Oprah, is she probably the biggest person in the room, like, actor or actress? But I guess De Niro. You just said De Niro. Yeah, De Niro, probably. And then anyone else above Nicole Kidman? No, she's pretty big. Like, they're, like she gets nominated. She's probably going to get it because she's, like, a way big deal there now. Right? And she was, like, you know, kids I'm gonna put this on their shelf and this is why this is what you look at when you when I wasn't there to tuck you in every night yeah but she's, but she's really I mean she's really good and she's really good in this show and I'm not trying to take that away but I think that they also love that Nicole Kidman this movie star is in their television show well that's that's why these shows these new shows that are coming out where they have like a-list movie stars are gonna win at the Emmys every year. Like this Amy Adams show that's gonna come out soon by the same guy who directed Big Little Lies. Um, this basically the same crew um, is the uh, new HBO show, and she's gonna win. I mean, you could already like chalk her up. We don't even have to see the show yet, but because she's on TV, she's gonna be. Uh, She's gonna be out there. Um, all right. Well, then your Black Mirror episode wins again for best movie. I really, I really yeah. liked, I really liked the guy that directed it. Yeah. The guy making the speeches. He's good. He told everyone to have sex. Uh, <laughs> and Big Little Lies wins. Uh, Sterling K. Brown wins. And it's funny because he paid homage to Andre Brower, and you're like, huh? He does act like Andre Brower. That makes sense. That was that was good. I like that he uh, his speech about paving the way or following in his footsteps. Um, but I mean, come on, can Bob Odenkirk ever win? Now, I mean, he should, but I don't have a problem with. Is, st- is he ever gonna win? I don't know. The guy's the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, then Elizabeth Moss wins, and The Handmaid Tale wins. Yeah, I can't believe I thought Claire Foy, I thought The Crown. I thought they were gonna sweep everything, but Handmaid's Tale came up came up late. 
and uh, took it over. Um, maybe, maybe the crown was too far back in people's minds uh, when The Handmaid's Tale came out. Have you watched The Handmaid's Tale? No, I, I, uh, I still haven't watched it from when you asked me in the beginning of the segment. You said that we'd get to it and oh. never answered. <laughs> I have not I watched it. Like no, I get. I'm going. No, I did. I did answer this question. I have not watched it, and I'm going to start watching it. Yes. All right. I'd like to hear about a dystopian future where people are forced to. Have that was pretty sex. funny too. That when Jeffrey Dean Morgan basically said, "I've practiced this the whole time because I knew I was going to screw it up," <laughs> saying dystopian future, <laughs> and uh, he's like, "And I screwed it up anyway." Nice. That was an interesting pairing to have at the it, towards that it, close to the end of the show, huh? Jeffrey yeah. Dean Morgan and uh, Tatiana. Tatiana Mosling. Yeah. Um, so sticking with the arts, um, we're gonna do a quick review of. For those of you who weren't sure if you wanted to head out to the theater, um, to see a little production. We're gonna, who knew that we were theater goers? <laughs> we're gonna. Well, we we actually. I think we, we've seen a lot of shows. We've seen a couple together. Yeah, but I'm, people, people don't know this. We're theater goers. We're theater goers, and we saw a tiny production called um, Heimolt. How do you pronounce it? Uh, I don't know, because I'm not a history buff. Hamilton. So Hamilton. Not, and you... Uh, I just saw it this weekend. You saw it two weeks how ago. How are your seats with, uh, for the show? Uh, my seats for this show were not so good. I was in the last row of the orchestra in the back corner, back seat. But uh, okay. I'm going again in November with with your tickets that we traded on. So I look forward to being in better seats. Yeah, those are better seats. Um, so uh, what did you think of Hamilton? Well, for those of you who don't know, and none of you would, because it was never cool enough for me to tell you before, um, I am a... Dis- Alexander Hamilton is my great 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 cousin. I know we talked about this. We thought we were gonna get in for free. That's right. Why can't we get in for free? So I have studied. Oh, not studied, but I I know a little bit more about the his history than the, you know, than I do about most other people that are, you know, aren't George Washington or Abraham Lincoln. And I was just very. Did he rap? Yeah, he was awesome. Um, yeah, he was, (laughs) but I was really impressed with some of the stuff that they, like the details of stuff that they went into, like when he has the rap battles with Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, that was awesome. Like there's a lot of information in there that's like really good. And I was like, huh, I can't, I I wasn't sure if they're going to cover the fact that he argued, uh, New York should be the capital over, you know, Washington D.C., and then gave it up so that he could get the banking in New York. You know, like I didn't, I didn't know how much detail they were going to get into all, and it was just good. I love that character. Of, um, Someone at at one point when we were talking to about Hamilton said that you should listen to the uh, the cast recording before you go to the see it. And like now, I you're going to go see it twice, but I kind of wish I would see it again because. You do get a lot of information. There's a lot of information. Um, when it first started, I was like a little nervous. Not Why? Gonna lie. I don't know. I was like, oh no, this is what it's going to be. Um, but then I, because uh, there's not, it's, I 
got into everything after like the first couple th- things, but there's not a lot of like set design. So they have right. to do a lot of like creative things with the, they had like a turntable. Um, I I enjoyed um, the time on the stage, the turntable on the stage. I, yeah. I enjoyed that. I like I like their use of that. They, yeah, they did some great things with that, especially like with the bullets when the bullets would fly and they would pick the girl up. It was pretending to be the bullet. Yes, and uh, bring her across the room. Um, they did a lot of cool things like that. Um, I thought the second half was a lot better and a lot more emotional than the first half. Okay, see, I thought the second um, half was slower than the first half. Oh, I love the second half. I thought it was great. Look, I think the whole uh, thing. I, I think the whole thing is great. I see the big yeah. deal. Did you? Do you see the big deal? Or are you like the person that I went with? Like, was just nonstop bawling in the, in the second half. Not from the performances, but she had her own things going on. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Was, was it because she was she was at a show with you? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. She's like, "What am I doing with my life?" Um, Sorry, it was just but, it was just sitting there. I had to take that. Um, but yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I I understand the hype for sure. But I gotta say, my final take is that I prefer in the heights as my over this one. I knew you were gonna say that. I just want I I I just wanted to say that I knew you were gonna say. Both Lin Manuel's uh, shows. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. I don't know. I, I I can I can under I can certainly understand that that take. I thought In the Heights was so good. Um, the guy who played George Washington was awesome. Yes, he was very good. How, what do you think of the guy that played Hamilton? Uh, he was good. Yeah, he was really good. So the people I went with, they said they didn't like the guy that played Hamilton. I, I don't know. They just they sent a text message to their their son, who was my friend, who I went with, and said, uh, "Ask Scott what he thought of Hamilton." We all thought the guy who played him wasn't wasn't a very strong actor, and I was like, "That's because you just want it to be Lin Manuel Miranda." Like, yeah. Um, I think the whole the whole story with Aaron Burr is so good in it from beginning to end I just think that's such a great story I love that he opens the show up you know it starts off with him talking about everything and then like who he is in that whole show is. I just think it's such a great character it's such a great character Um, I love Thomas Jefferson I love that whole pompous Jefferson and Madison thing was so good um, and the fact he's a tall, like, like almost pimp-like guy with a fucking afro. Yeah, and as we said before, the way they showed their beef with the rap battles was uh, really creative and good. I liked yeah, it. I mean, and you know, it's like if you're gonna go to see a show where everyone sings all the lines, it's kind of, to me, I I think it's cooler to have everybody kind of like. Rapping like kind of hip hop in the lines instead because 
it's still closer to talking (laughs) than singing. So, I mean, it's just got a little rhythm and it rhymes. I just, I don't know. There's a couple songs that I I haven't been able to get out of my head since I saw it. I saw it on Friday. Um, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was amazing. So, uh, and I, I try to keep level-headed about things that are overhyped and it's like really hard this thing has been out for two or three years and everyone says it's the greatest ever and now we're seeing it and you're gonna want it to be the greatest thing ever because it's fucking expensive but um so you try to keep that all in perspective and i i really do think it was worth the hype i do yeah if you can get tickets i definitely uh my friend who I went with, who will remain nameless, and his father both fell asleep in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're not really the... the they drove up from San Diego, so... You know, that's the thing that... So they drove, so they drove all the way to San Diego and fall asleep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, nice. But, like, that's the thing, like... It, it, this is big enough that people from San Diego are going to drive... Like, get by... Two hundred and something dollar tickets each. Drive up like two and a half, three hours to come see it, and drive all the way home. Um, is it worth that? I don't know. You got to really like shows for that. All right. I don't think they were the crowd for that. So, but I know. Uh, yeah, like, like you said. Obviously, if you get tickets. You should go see this. All right, in case you were on the fence about Hamilton. (laughs) In case you're like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I would like Hamilton or not. I know everyone says it's the greatest show ever made, but I need to hear what two idiots with microphones and a 10-person audience have to say about it. Yeah, and we didn't even really give any hindsight. We just said, yeah, that was good, that was good, that was good. Yeah. Uh, All right, so is there something you didn't like about it? You You said the set. You didn't really like the set. I didn't really care for the set too much, but I mean, I enjoyed how they compensated for that for with the creative things that they did, uh, especially in the second half, like with all the depths and all that stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, they used what they. All I know is that things making a shit ton of money. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because they don't really have a set. So I can't, but money's not, uh, but it's making a lot of cash. Um, all right, <laughs> we'll move on to our last subject, and we're doing pretty good on time, so. All right, good. Um, it's 1230. Uh, which is It. We went, we went to see It, and as we speculated on, it made all it kinds made of records. It, it made $60 million, another $60 million this weekend. Did it really make 60 this weekend? Well, let me. Can I just tell you about my experience seeing it real quick before I tell you about our, our review of it? So I went Wednesday at five fifteen. I was working. I got off of work early and I was driving. And I was like, "Hey, you know, I don't have to be home anytime soon. I'm just gonna go swing in and see it." So I went to the Culver City ArcLight because that happened to be the closest off the exit where I decided this. And I pulled I've in. Never been to the Culver City ArcLight. Well, it's a, it's an ArcLight. Um, I pull in. I go in the theater. I get there like super early because like I you know I was just driving and I was like yeah I'll just go to the 515 it was a little earlier so I sit outside I do some work in the lobby 
Uh, I get my concessions. I go in with about five minutes before it starts, and there's nobody in the theater. And I don't know if you've seen, but like a lot of theaters, or at least there's a couple theaters where like people have shown up and there's been like one clown sitting in the audience by himself. Yeah, well, that was me. Uh, I was the only person in the theater for the entire movie. Not, not the movie you want to see by yourself. No. I mean, not that it's the scariest movie in the world, because it's not. But it's a little creepy, and like things move, and I just like I just overlooked at my phone during the theater, uh, during the movie, because I could. Um, at one point, I turned my flashlight on to look around and see if anybody was hiding anywhere on my phone. But that was my experience of going to see it. So you're really engulfed in the theater, in the, uh, in the movie. Well, like, it, I'm like, were you, were you playing like uh, mind? What is it, Minecraft? Not Minecraft. Minesweeper. Minehunter. No, I, 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 I text. I did some texting. <laughs> well, I just because I could. You know, because there's no one else in the theater. I just felt like I could. I still turned the screen down, though. Um, and and the only thing I think I missed was, like, something I wanted to see, and you can tell me. Like, when the kid had the cast on his hand, and it said loser, and they crossed out the S and put a V. Yeah. Did they never show anyone doing that, did they? Uh, what, put the V? Yeah. Yeah, they showed him doing it. When he gets the call. Okay, so call, I remember he gets the call. He gets the call that the uh, girl's missing. And he's, he, while he's getting the call, he's, he's uh, scratching it out. See, that's something I missed because I was on my phone. Because I was looking for that and I wanted to see when somebody put the V on there. Okay. Um, Alright, so let's go into it. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I think you kind of said it. I didn't think it was... The scariest movie I've ever seen. Um, but I thought it was really well done. I felt like it. I felt like it was like Stan, not Stan, Stand by Me. It had yeah. like a really yep. strong Stand by Me vibe. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking like, who knew that with Stephen the, King kids writes the kids so well? Kids, yeah, the, like kind of teenager guys. Those were some bad kids, though. <laughs> well, I, the book is like that town. Like everybody's just over the top. It's like a Stephen King type small town where everybody's just fucked up, as you can tell from the movie. So how um, much? So how much of the book is the kids? It's half and half. All right. It's a dense book, a really long movie, which they had to. Uh, get everything out which I think they got pretty much everything um I thought uh I just like it felt like they shot it on film like it had like a really cool look to it I thought right um I don't they probably didn't shoot it on film but it did have that look of stand by me or like an old movie um but I thought all the kid acting was really good. I did too. I thought the kids were great. Um, I really liked the uh, chubby kid. I was really disappointed that he didn't wind up with the girl. You haven't seen part two yet. Okay. You know what else? Don't want to give anything away. I realize as I right. said that. Bad job by me. <laughs> well, 
That's true. That's true. I appreciate you. How about how about that one scene when he's in like the library by himself? Yeah. Uh, that shit was scary as hell. And that old librarian is just like standing in the background. Yeah. Did you notice that? What behind him? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that was fucking freaking me out. Um, but uh, I thought the clown or Bill Skarsgård was really good as uh, Pennywise. How many Skarsgårds are there? There's a lot of Skarsgårds. Are they all related? I'm glad that uh, there's more than one because I finally learned how to say their names. Their last name right. Because um, you hear them a lot. But but you're right, and, and but you're right about the kids stuff. I do want to say, like, I, just, I thought, who knew Stephen King wrote kids so well? Maybe you knew. I didn't know because you come like that, like you said, uh, stand by me. Um, it did have a lot of the same kind of vibe of what it's like to be a kid, friends with other, you know, like growing up and with it your had, friends. Like, and the stuff. same setting, like them going off in the woods together, and like you know, going on these adventures, and the kids showing up. You know, like the bad kids showing up, and yep. But you know, it there, just, was some, go ahead. there was some really creepy dad stuff. Yeah, that's a little uh, uncomfortable. With the girl. Yeah. Um, she's well. She's really well adjusted for that. I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It may not may not last through part two, but she's really well adjusted for an eleven year old. Or thirteen year old over there. With the uh, blood, all the, all the oh, blood yeah. stuff. Like, what if the dad came home? Like, what would he see them cleaning up? That's I why. don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was a long movie. Yeah, it was. It had a, it had a few different endings. Right. Um, just when you thought it was over, they uh, kept it going. Um. But I thought they did a good job of telling the story, especially with the the new kid on the block, kid, um, who had all the basically backstory and like knew all the stuff about what was going on. Um, but yeah, you'll find out in the next one what the deal is with everything. Um, so did you like the movie? Or? Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I mean, I think it's definitely worth seeing. You know, it's definitely something to go see in the theater. I think it's fun. It's good. It's what movies should be like. Yeah. Some of it didn't, you don't have to make sense. The movie doesn't need to really make sense. Uh, it just needs to be scary and be a good time. I don't know. And you'll figure it out at some point when they make the sequel. What the shit is. Okay. What it is. I think I kind of know, but I, I don't want to spoil in case I'm, you know... In case for some weird reason, yeah. I'm right. Um, yeah, that was pretty good. All right. Uh, so we were going to use that to talk about Stephen King. Uh, from the, what we, we were going to do, the best or best in well, work? When you look up his, like, his Wikipedia, I mean, it's just like a million things have been, like, adapted. Like, every book he's ever written has been adapted into something. Either TV or movies or... But the ones that I remember that always, like, stick out are The Shining, 
Right. Did you know that they remade The Shining into a TV movie? Yes. With I the did. book's original ending. Did you ever see it? I did not see it. No. Okay. All right. Um, but it was with the guy from Wings. Yeah. Whatever his name is. Not Tim Daly, the other guy, right? Um, Misery? Yep. Uh, Pet Cemetery? And, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Those are the ones when I say, oh, you know, what Stephen King movies are the best? Those are the ones that I always go to. Yeah, Pet Cemetery scared the, sh- the hell out of me. I think I was like, 13 or something when that movie came out in the theater and I remember going to see that in the theater and that scared the the shit out of me yeah I mean that movie's like that when that kid slices that guy's Achilles I mean I'll never get that or the old lady the old lady with scoliosis or whatever oh the old lady with scoliosis forget it that scared the shit out of the spinal meningitis yeah spinal that's shit spinal meningitis um, what about... You'll never get out of bed again! What, what, yeah, that's right. Oh, don't even do that. Uh, what about, like, Children of the Corn? Um, I worked on a Children of the Corn movie, <laughs> okay. but, uh, part eight, um, I wasn't a huge Children of the Corn fan. Okay, uh, how about Carrie? Uh, that was uh, Sissy Spacek and John Travolta was the douche. Right, and then they, then they did it like a couple more times. They tried a couple more carries. Yeah, they did it with uh, um, Chloe, my girl from... Uh, Chloe Moretz. Yeah, Chloe, Chloe Moretz. Um, uh, which wasn't very scary, that one. Okay, The Running Man. Love The Running Man. What uh, about Cujo? Well, Cujo used to scare the crap out of me. Um, when that kid from uh, Who's the Boss like starts having the uh, like convulsions or whatever, convulsions in the car, you're just like, oh my god, this and the dog's like jumping out the window. He's like, yeah, that was a okay. crazy scene. You know, another uh, one movie we brought up recently, Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, <laughs> I figured you'd bring that up. Um, I like. Uh, Okay. That was a terrible movie. You didn't, know, I seem to... you didn't see The Dark Tower, did you? I haven't seen The Dark Tower, no. All right, something else that used to scare me that's probably stupid now is Cat's Eye. Yeah, I remember Cat's Eye. That didn't really do anything for me. Okay. Um, I like The Mist. The Mist, yeah, people, yeah, you. that's right, you did like The Mist. How about Apt Pupil? Um, not a very good movie. How about The Green Mile? Okay. And then they made this horrible movie with like a huge cast and like I think the director was like um, someone like big. I think it was let me see here, uh, Lawrence Kasdan directed wow. it. Lawrence Kasdan. Okay. It was with Morgan Freeman, Thomas Jane, Damian Lewis, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, I remember. They were like on stuck Tom in a convenience Sizemore. store or something, right? 
basically the book is so good for that um but one of my favorite um stephen king books called gerald's game uh there's a movie on netflix that's coming out in like the 29th of september all right but they made it they made an alabama with uh um what the hell's her name um and it's a great book basically what happens just as the opening premise is that this guy they're having marital problems her and her husband go to this like cabin in the woods where like basically it's like desolate like there's nothing there and they basically start hooking up and the guy brings out some handcuffs and he's like let's spice things up she like handcuffs her to the bed they start hooking up and she's like, I don't want to do this. And he's like, won't release her. And so she kicks him in the nuts. And he has a heart attack and, like, dies. Like, that's all in the first page of the of the book. And then she's basically stuck, handcuffed to this bed for the whole movie. Oh, I've heard of that before. You've talked about that before. Yeah, it's awesome. And, like, just all this shit happens, like, dog comes in like eats her husband in front of her and all this stuff it's oh, crazy alright so so that's coming out in a couple of weeks definitely check that out I don't know if it's going to be good or not I hope so did you see Chris, um, did you see Christine yeah I liked Christine um how about Creepshow do you remember Creepshow I do remember Creepshow that used there to scare like me blob, too there was a blob story that I liked in that one um, um yeah, there was all sorts of cool oh, that Dolores, stuff in that. Dolores Those Claiborne. things are so old, though. If you try to watch them now, it's like really, it doesn't hold up. What about Dolores Claiborne? Never saw it. The, all right, I'm going to give you the top five according to the list that I have. All right. Number five of the best Stephen King remakes was The Shining. Hard to believe there's four ahead of it, which tells you how accurate you can make this list. Number four is It, this current incarnation of It. Okay. Kind of seems trapped in the moment. Uh, number three, Misery. Number two, Shawshank. And number one, Stand By Me. Okay. Stand By Me was really good. I mean, I think you could probably make that those are probably the top five. You have to move some shit around for yeah. me. But I, I'm, I'm not opposed to those being the top five. I'd probably put It at five, but... I don't know, Pet Cemetery yeah. scared me so much. I might have to put that up there. Yeah, Pet Cemetery was so good. Um, they made a stand, the stand, like, miniseries, which wasn't very good. I was going to ask I, you. I have a feeling that they're going to, at some point, make that in a movie. What's the story, and, uh, what's the story with the stand? Oh, God. That book's, like, 2,000 pages. Oh, okay. It's just, like, great. It's a, kind of like an apocalyptic thing and there's different societies and everyone's trying to become the leader basically okay. alright we'll leave it there um, and there's, there's like a million stories going on in that thing what about Salem's Lot wasn't a big Salem's Lot fan okay are you do you do you read all of Stephen King's books like no I've read a good amount of them I've... when I was growing up I haven't I haven't read the newer stuff. He said he was going to retire like four times, and then 
I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm not reading any more uh, Stephen King books. And then he, like, all of a sudden, like, just kind of pumps the stuff out. I, um, I only read one. I read, like, short stories. And my first ever writing project in college was a was a, an adaptation of a Stephen King story which was uh, Dolan's Cadillac <laughs> and they wound up making a movie out of that I just read on this list a while ago with Christian Slater and it's supposed to be terrible right. and I'm going to find that it. I don't see it on Wikipedia I'm going to find that script oh here it is 2009 I don't know if I want to watch it because I kind of still want. I want to go back to what my I, my story that I wrote in like 1994. The budget was 10 million bucks. Hmm. Well, that's a great fact that we can leave on. Uh, get some sleep, my friend. Thanks for doing the podcast. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, you can email us at. Uh, at armchairnetwork at gmail.com and um, hopefully um, I I can put this up and we'll, we'll be talking to you earlier next week. Right, buddy? Alright, buddy. Alright. Take care, Later. man.